Hi everyone, it's Karen Chong. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, where we explore how frequencies shape our world and begin to release the unconscious patterns that keep us stuck so we can realize our greatest potential. I was standing on the edge of a cliff in Canyon de Chelly in Arizona, and I could feel the light streaming through my heart space. And on that light were all of these codes or formulae of light. And after that, a whole new world opened to me. So what are light codes? They sound really cool, but where do they come from? And why are they so important right now? In this episode, we dive into the mystery of the light codes. And after the discussion, we get to the most important part. The group frequency calibration associated with this episode is where the frequency work happens and where change actually occurs. So be sure to listen to that. Without releasing distortion patterns targeted by the GFC, the change you want will be more difficult to attain because you haven't addressed the root of the issue. If you like this episode, please hit the like button and share it with somebody who is curious about this kind of thing. Today, in Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, we're having a conversation about unlocking cosmic wisdom, the light codes revealed. Light codes. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, this is going to be a favorite topic of mine, <laughs> only because in my imagination, I have all these like great novels and books and movies, you know, about magicians and Gandalfs appearing and <laughs> I know. Right. <laughs> But I don't even know if that's what you mean by light codes. <laughs> so let's start there. Yeah. You know, what do you mean by light codes? And of course, then I'm going to ask you, you know, well, why do we care? care. Yes. <laughs> I would want to know the same thing other than they sound really cool. Uh -huh. Yeah. So to answer your first question, what are light codes? So from my perspective and the way I perceive them, and I have been perceiving them for about know, 10 years now, is that if you've ever seen light, you know, coming through a window, you know, or um, streaming in on a summer day, or, you know, or like at a sunset or a sunrise, you know, when the light kind of comes, you can feel it, you know, coming down through, you're more aware of it. So to me, I uh, perceive what look like math formulae on the light. And I can see it and I can feel it. So they have a certain resonance and the light codes to me are not the same thing. So meaning that those formulae, let's call it that, because I don't know what they are. Like I don't really, I couldn't, like, it's not letters that I know. Does that make sense? In my human little mind, I couldn't represent, represent exactly what those things are. Right. But they look like symbology. Let's call it that loosely. Mm -hmm. They are at different levels of brightness to me, depending on what they are, and they feel different. So meaning they have different resonances to them. So I know that they are not consistently the same. So when I use the word light codes, and my understanding of them right now, at my, my frequency resonance, before we go to Peru, which is all about seeding the light codes, my understanding now before having gone there is that they are different. So there's not just one thing. They exist in a spectrum, meaning that they exist at different levels of vibration. So it's not one static light code. Okay, let me, yeah, let me just pause it there for a little bit because mm -hmm. there's a whole pile of questions in there mm -hmm. that we're running. So for what we understand, mm -hmm. everything's light. Yes. So how are the light codes different? Mm -hmm. That would be one question. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, everything's light. We're all light. We're Absolutely. Emanating light. Yeah. Um, the sun gives us light. You mm -hmm. know? So 
how are the light codes different from what we're already experiencing? Yes. So that would be my first question. Mm -hmm. And then when you say they're different, they're different from what? Are they each other. Each other. Yeah. So they're different from each other from my perspective right now. So meaning the codes aren't all the same. They Each like set, I don't even know what to call it, like yeah. group or whatever of codes, they all vibrate at different resonances at different levels. Right. And so to me, they feel different as a result, but they're kind of grouped. I can kind of tell when they're grouped together because they appear to be a similar level of brilliance and they have a similar vibration. Makes sense? But they're different from each other. So they're not all the same. They exist on a spectrum. Okay. And they're different from just the normal light? Yeah, so that's what I was getting to. Right. So our awareness of the light is changing. So it's part of the light. We've just not been at a vibration high enough to recognize that they are there. Ah, I see. Okay. okay. So it's just like um, some of you have heard me talk about as you rise in vibration, your physical senses change because what you're perceiving is more than just like your mind, like your brain taking in a sensory information that you are then perceiving. There's actually another layer of sense to it. So meaning some people are very aware of light just generally, like they're aware of the time of the day they, and they kind of start to feel the light in this kind of odd way that they don't really understand. Yeah. Or like it happens with sound too. Like people will hear sound, but it's like your, your way of perceiving sound all of a sudden starts to change where you start to feel things in the sound. So there's more information that's being transmitted than just the physical sensation. Right. Okay. So similarly, as your vibration rises and as you start to perceive in different ways, now all of you are different, right? So some of you, it's like tactile. Some of you, it's smell. For some of you, you know what I mean? Like you're all different in terms of like what your, your sensory organ is that you prefer. Yeah. So, and it's not going to happen for all of you, but for many of you, it will start to change. So for example, some people, like one of the... Um, Indicators for ascension is that some people will hear ringing in an ear or they'll hear like a pitch in one of their ears and it'll be there for a little while and then it'll drop away. Mm. That's because they're starting to shift in their own vibration and what they hear it hear in their ears is changing. It's an indication of them themselves, their vibration changing and what they're able to perceive and what they're able to pick up on from external things and from things that aren't, you know, physical. Yeah. So it, similarly, our ability to to perceive the light codes changes as our frequency resonance rises. Now, I described it as a seeing, like I see the formula and I also feel it. Some people will just feel them. Some people will just know that they're there. Some people will have an awareness of them. I'm not saying that the way I perceive it is the only way. Yeah. But as your frequency resonance or your vibration rises, you'll start to be aware of them in the light mm. because you start to perceive more than just the physicalness. Mm. Okay, so this brings me to my next question. Then. Yeah. If they've always been there. Yeah. And the only reason now that we're maybe feeling, seeing, sensing, smelling, tasting them mm -hmm. is because we are rising in our frequency resonance. Mm -hmm. So what's the significance of them? If they've always been there. Yeah. Why now? Yeah. You know, why, why is it so important that we know about them now? Yeah. You know? So again, I'm answering you from the perspective of the person who has not yet gone to Peru. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, that's going to be the next right. possible podcast. podcast. We'll see. <laughs> but it, so for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, so at the time of the recording of this particular session, uh, coming soon in a couple of months for us is our retreat in Peru, which is called Seeding the Light Codes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So which comes to your question, why do we care? Yeah. 
So the reason we're becoming more aware of them is because we're moving into another level of consciousness. So many of you have heard me talk about this before. I and mean, A lot of people call this the new consciousness. Mm. So backing up out of that, what does it mean? It means that we're, 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 for those of us who choose to, not because we're better than, because we want to, we want to raise our vibrational level so that we can exist at a different level of consciousness than what exists currently. So at this level of consciousness that you know, we're aware of from like the human 3D perspective, it's filled with a lot of density, right? So in the sense of a lot of heaviness, like a lot of fear, a lot of scarcity, a lot of greed, abuse of power, mm. oppression, control, like all these manipulation. Yeah. It goes on and on and on and on and on, okay? About all these heavier, uh, darker things in our experience that exists at this consciousness level. To get to a higher level of consciousness, all of that changes because it means that you recognize in yourself all these things and have cleared these distortions away from you or however you're doing that so that your own vibrational level rises and you can enter a new like state of consciousness yeah. where that density does not exist. Okay. okay. You've also heard me say that at this particular juncture in time, we're in a very, very like temporary window where we are being supported. So not just we, I just want to make that really clear. It's not just humans on the earth. The all that is, everything, on all the dimensional planes, through all the multiverses, are in this period where, we're, where we have the opportunity to move up in consciousness, which means that there are these waves of very high level frequencies that are washing through the all that is to help beings who wish to do so to ascend to the next consciousness level, mm. should they wish to. Hey, by the way, it's not a better than. It simply is your vibration high enough to move. That's it. I just want to make it clear because there's a lot of like talk about like the chosen ones and all that weirdness. Mm. It has nothing to do. You are choosing. Okay, you are choosing whether or not you want to move up in your resonance and your vibration to be at this higher level of consciousness. Mm. At that consciousness level, everything is very different because we're not so mired in what I call the little s-self perspective, the ego mind, you know, that's always comparing this or that, that's very wounded, that has, you know, that like it feels a lot of scarcity, not enoughness, all that stuff of the ego mind. Yeah. We start to not have that because we start to be at a vibration where we start to feel our oneness. And to be in that vibration inherently is the assumption that you understand that you, because you're part of that oneness, that you are enough. Yeah being who you are as you are. So there's no like, you know what I mean? The mind is a very funny thing. The not enough, non-deserving thing is a big part of the human experience. At the moment, yeah, yes, for sure. And when you get to that higher level of consciousness of um, what we call or have been talking about is quantum magnetic singularity, you recognize your enoughness. You don't have to chase things outside of you. I'm not saying you're not gonna optimize, become a better person, etc. But fundamentally within yourself, you know that you are enough and that you are beloved as you are. So. To answer your first question, way along like five minutes ago, whatever the hell you first asked me the question, why now? Because everything I just said, because we are ascending into it, we have the opportunity. I said ascending as if everyone's doing it. Okay, so I know this causes a lot of controversy, but you have to choose it. Mm. You have to want to ascend. Okay, we have free will. We have free will. Mm. Okay, you were you as a, as a being, you have free will. So you have to choose to rise into that level of consciousness and you are being helped, not just you, everyone is being helped and given that choice. That's why there's so much polarity, so much extremity, so much all that, so that people can wake up and say to themselves, do I want this anymore? Can I choose something different? Okay, that's the reason for the polarity. Okay, so 
the light codes are becoming active right now because we are not in the sense of to us. Like you said, they've always been there, but they're becoming active to us in our awareness because we, those who are choosing to move up in vibration, okay, so please know this is not a value statement, it just is. So you, because your vibration's high enough, you can become aware of them, okay? And it's they're meant to help at this time to accelerate us from within. So as you said, we're all light. Everything is light. Everything is light vibrating. Those light codes key into the pattern of light that is us to help us to accelerate, to help us to ascend. Uh -huh. Do I know the mechanics of it right now? Not yet, but I know those things are key for the ascension process in the sense that they interplay because they're moving through you, yeah. right? I mean, that is what light, light is. There's nothing solid. Everything is just vibrating at different rates. So it, as they activate and seed through you, right, because they're coming through you just like light passes through you, it activates within us what has been dormant for a long time. It's not like it's not been there. It's just that it's like our awareness activates, like, oh, something's changed. And then it accelerates us in terms of our own vibrational level, our own consciousness level. Okay, just want to come back to that. Okay, so it activates, the mm -hmm. light codes activate, but haven't they always been active? Yeah, so it's like, it's like the redwood trees. Right. So the redwood trees will drop their seeds to the ground. Mm -hmm. Yes, so mm -hmm. they're in the ground. They're there. It's not like they've not been there. They've always been there. Yeah. But all of a sudden, a fire goes through the forest. And now, the seeds activate. It's not that they've not been there. They need a catalyst uh -huh. to start to grow. And so that catalyst is us rising in our frequency resonance. Yes. Uh. Your vibrational level is like the fire in the forest, okay. uh, in a redwood forest. It activates the seed. It's the same okay. for us. So it's kind of like the door's always been there, the key's always been there, but you've never bothered putting the key in the lock to yeah. unlock it. Yeah, and you never even know the key was there. You're right. like, oh, look, there's a yeah. key. Yeah. Oh, Who knew? <laughs> look at that. It's been there the whole time and I never saw it. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, can we talk about Peru a little bit? Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> so, I mean, I know you don't know yet mm -hmm. what's going to happen, mm -hmm. but, I mean, there is a lot happening in the collective. Yes. And... I mean, you were drawn to Peru, well, not even drawn, you were pulled. Mm -hmm. Like, you knew for a long time Peru was coming. Mm -hmm. But now is the time. Yes. Right? Yeah. So, what is it that's in the collective that allows you to understand or know or have that knowing, now is the time? You know, is there something happening in the collective that requires this now? I think that's what I'm getting to. Yeah. There is, and I don't pretend to know the intricacies of the ripple effect. Right. So for me personally, and there are people who do, I'm not one of them. So meaning there, there are people who know like the bigger picture of everything. I don't. So meaning I just know that I'm in response to a calling that's very strong. And I know that the ripple effect is going to happen. Meaning, so what do I mean by the ripple effect? Mm -hmm. So and to answer your question, there are those who are going to be listening to this, who are ready to hear this. I don't dictate who they are. Right? Yeah. You guys are watching this whenever you watch it. It resonates with you or it doesn't. Right? I don't control that. Yeah. It's within you. Okay. We have not been called to Peru to do this before because they're not enough. It wasn't time yet. So it's funny. When I knew that something was changing within me, like backing up into my own personal journey, I knew something was coming that was going to change, but I didn't have any idea what it was. Like I didn't know that I would have these unique abilities. I didn't know anything. Mm -hmm. I just could sense that something was coming. 
but I didn't know when it was going to happen and what it was going to look like. And my husband, Chris, would say to me, you might feel like you're ready, Karen, but everything else isn't ready. It's not just about you. Yeah. It's about everything. So it's the same. So I just know that I'm in response to the calling to go to the Peru. Do I know exactly what's going to happen? No. Mm. Do I know what the ripple effect is going to be exactly? No. And But I do know that the timing of it is perfect, meaning that there is something in the collective, I'm going back to your question, yeah. that is ready at that time for the ripple effect to happen, mm. for enough beings to um, have that ripple effect come into them and accelerate them in a certain way. And I don't know what that's going to look like, but I'm just in response to that knowingness that like, it's now. It's now that it's time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I, I guess the take home from all this is that these light codes are already here. Yes. We just need to raise our frequency resonance. Mm -hmm. uh, it's always the bog standard answer. Yes. Right? <laughs> yeah, mean, it's always about your vibrational level. It's yep. always about that. Yeah. It's, a, it's about us choosing to take, take that yeah. responsibility. Yep. And that somehow, because of what's happening in the collective, in the collective consciousness, yep. and, and the whole manifestations of that, how it happens at a 3D level, we can yeah. see and sense yeah. this crunchy, chaotic, yeah. Movement, yes, at the moment, exactly, and it's what we've been talking about for a while, like the polarization, right? Mm. And the the polar polarization isn't happening just around us. The extremity of the weather isn't just something we watch; it's something we're internally experiencing. It doesn't feel particularly good. It can feel like agitating, and there are a lot of people who are distracting and numbing out and doing kinds of things because it doesn't feel very good right now. Yeah, and that is there because you're sensing that in you, that agitation of like. Just think about metamorphosis, right? The, the, you're that, that very well-known um, metaphor of the caterpillar going into the cocoon and then busting out as the butterfly. Yeah. So as the caterpillar goes to the cocoon, it's not super comfortable. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like trying to get out. It's kind of a butterfly. It's got all this crap around it. It's too tight, and then it busts out, right? And it has to get through the point where it can like bust out of the cocoon. It's kind of like that. Mm -hmm. So in the awakening process, it's the same. And so we are getting to the point that... I've talked about this before, where the shift in the consciousness is happening, meaning that certain people are starting to entrain to that new consciousness resonance already, and they're living a life that's very different from the collective, which is one of agitation and fear and frustration and not enough, and oh my God, what's happening? You know, there's a lot of fear right now in the collective. Mm. I'm not belittling, it's very real. Mm. And that's the experience of many people. And there are other people who are having a very different experience, even though it's like we're running parallel to each other. Yeah. And it's like you can see each other, right? So I can see the other people having an experience. They're seeing me having my experience. And I'm not saying it better than. Okay, so please note, I have never said better than. It's just a different experience based on your vibrational level. So what happens is that as you go through the crunchy, if you choose to release the distortion within yourself and rise in your vibration, you can move into a different experience. And because you choose to move into that different experience, other people can as well because you're seeding that possibility in the field for them. Right, so that's what you mean by seeding the light codes. Yes. Because that was going to be my last question. Yeah. What do you mean by seeding the light codes? Because they already exist. Exactly. Right? So but what did you mean by, by that? that? Exactly. Right. So just like the forest fire that's, that germinates those redwood seeds, our vibrational level like 
German, like causes the light codes to become alive in us, right? right? And it's like you said, it's not like they've never been there, they've always been there, but now they become active. Yeah. And so once they become active in those of us who go to Peru, it becomes active in other people. It's just like the guy who ran the four minute mile, yeah. right? Humans entrained to possibility. So there was like, no one could run a mile under four minutes. Then like one dude does it, and I can never remember his name, I apologize to whoever he is, but I never remember his name. He breaks the four-minute mile. All of a sudden, all these humans can run a mile under a minute, under four minutes, and now they're running marathons in less than two hours. How is that possible? The possibility didn't exist until one person did it, and once that one person did it, oh my God! All of a sudden, more and more and more people could do it. Mm -hmm. It's the same with the light codes. When this possibility is seated in the field, for that to happen, for the light codes to become active, to be seated, it ripples into the oneness. We are connected. We are one. Mm -hmm. So therefore. Other humans, other beings can start to have that happen within themselves. They can choose to have that. Yeah, they can choose to have it happen. And then the ripple effect of you in your magnificent expression of yourself will ripple out into the field, however that does, and who knows what's going to happen as a result. Right. Okay, so what's the GFC going to be on? <laughs> the million dollar question. I mean, you know, can we just get the light codes now? <laughs> Do we have to wait to Peru? I know, right? I know, I ask myself that question a lot. So this particular GFC, if you, to be able to see the light codes, so I'm just going to talk a little bit about how that happens mm. from a vibrational level. Mm -hmm. So um, as some of you know, it's not like I personally plan how frequency work comes in and what it is that we're teaching and sharing with all of you, okay? It's, it's not like I have a master plan. I just, <laughs> it, I, I receive it and then we, it comes into form somehow and magically that's what's given as frequency work. So at the beginning of this year, uh, we went to the Zihuatanejo and we gave, and it was called the Awakening Map, Navigating the Mystery of the Void. And that was really important because you, we, we taught a skill set there that was critical, which was being able to turn away from the dominance of the mind, mm. to move the seat of your consciousness from your mind to your heart space, which is, sounds like a really easy peasy thing to do, but it's like freaking hard because we're so dominated by our minds, our thoughts, what we think is right, what we should happen, what we expect, our assumptions, our stories. Our, like, ah, we're very attached to it. Our social media is all about it. We love our minds. Right? We're very addicted to them. So that was a really pivotal uh, retreat because to, in order to really access and navigate the mystery of the void, you need to be in the heart space. And, it, and the void is such a, a tremendously important space if you want to have more possibility and be able to create manifest at a, a deeper and faster level, all that stuff, like all the magic of the void is extraordinary because it's a place of absolute dissolution, absolute potential. Mm. We didn't know it, but that retreat was really important, not only as a skill set in itself, but also for Austin, where we did spiritual alchemy, transmuting chaos into power, which you and I have talked about in this podcast before, which was huge because that's the first time we started to go quantum as like a, a, as a mastermind larger than the limitless potential mastermind. Yep. So in that workshop, we had to cultivate the quantum lens of the heart. So Ziwataneo was really important to be able to turn away from the mind into the heart space. In Austin... In the spiritual alchemy, we activated the quantum lens of the heart. We start to go quantum. You need to be able to go quantum to be able to be aware of the light codes. They don't exist at the level of the physical. They exist at the level of the quantum. So that is why that is so important. And in Peru, who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. But that is why the progression is so like important 
and why they all kind of dovetail together in a way that I could never have planned. So to answer your question, what is this GFC on? <laughs> you ask a series of very innocent questions to which I've given you long ass answers. And I'm sure everybody's going to be really appreciative of that. <laughs> so this particular GFC will start to help you to release your distortions so that you can come away from the mind so much. That's really important in order to go quantum. The mind is a very, I'm not demonizing the mind because it can be a tremendous tool, but we've forgotten. Mm -hmm that it is simply a tool. And so this will help you to release those distortions at the mind level that keep you from, or start to help you release those distortion patterns at the mind level that keep you from being able to enter that quantum state. Right. But, I mean, yeah, because the mind can be a higher functioning tool. Yes. When it's used by us consciously rather than yes. it, you know, using us. Exactly. Really. <laughs> and that we just think that it's right all the time and true and that our thoughts and emotions are like the only thing that there is and yeah. that we are them, etc. There's nothing beyond that. Okay, wow. Yeah. All right. So I'm looking forward to that GFC too. <laughs> just for every GFC. But anyways, <laughs> and I'm looking forward to the Peru to find out what happens in Peru, the ripple effect. Yeah, you know, me too. Just to see how that changes in the collective. Because it I mean, at the moment, it is very transparent what's happening. Yeah, know? meaning like the crunchiness and all mm -hmm. that sort of stuff. It's like very visible and up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'd be curious to see after Peru if we can feel and sense the difference. changes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm curious to see what, what the ripple effect will be. And, you know, we are trying to, um, because it's Peru and the connectivity isn't great, we're not actually streaming it. But we are endeavoring to do recordings so that other people can access it. Oh, that's super cool. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, thank you. For those of you who are new, we're about to start the Group Frequency Calibration, or GFC. This is the most important part of this episode because it's where we actually do the frequency work and where change is catalyzed. So I invite you to settle in and get comfortable. You can sit stand or lie down, or if you prefer to walk around slowly, you could even do that too. If during the GFC you find that you start falling asleep, even if you didn't feel tired when you started, just let yourself drift off. That just means that the frequencies are really high and it's more efficient for you to be asleep to integrate them. If this happens, it's good to listen to the GFC portion again a few times until you can stay awake for the whole thing. That's how you'll know you've integrated those higher resonating frequencies. Because I'm working on the frequency level, these GFCs are not like regular meditations, and many people find that they go into varying degrees of altered state. Please definitely do not drive while listening to this. Okay. Here we go. Welcome everyone to the group frequency calibration for unlocking cosmic wisdom, the light codes revealed. And as I mentioned in the discussion, this particular GFC will help you to um, give yourself more space from thoughts and the mind so that you can start to move into the heart space more so you can go quantum. Okay. So here we go, settling in, becoming aware of your body. And as you become aware of your body, 
noticing the heaviness of your body as it settles into whatever is supporting you. And as you notice the heaviness of your body, noticing if there are any parts of your body that are still holding tension. You know, it could be a little tightness in the jaw, a holding or tension in the solar plexus or in the tummy, a little gripping in the neck. So if you're aware of your body and noticing parts of your body that are still holding tension, just keeping attention or your focus on those parts of the body and allowing them to soften. There we go. Good. And now becoming more aware of your breath. Just noticing your breath for now, without changing it. And after a couple of seconds of noticing your breath, allowing your breath to deepen, to drop further into the body. Becoming aware of the ribs expanding and contracting as you breathe. Allowing the breath to become more languid, to take up more time. Slowing things down. And then imagining your breath starting to expand and contract in a sphere all around you, like a balloon. Cultivating spherical awareness, which is important if you want to deepen your intuition to become aware of non-linear magic and synchronicities, abundance, opportunities. Essentially to allow the universe to help you more. Good. Excellent. Now please become aware of your surroundings. Noticing the soundscape around you. And as you notice the sounds around you, if you can notice the relative direction from which the sound is coming and the relative distance. So for example, you may be aware of the hum or the whir of a fan above your head, slightly to the left. And then a little bit further away over your right shoulder, 
towards the back. The clunking of the fridge ice maker. And then perhaps you notice over your left shoulder, much further away, the sound of dogs barking. And towards the front of you, even further away than that, the sound of traffic in the distance. Good. Excellent. And now blinking your eyes open, noticing the quality of the light. The quality of the light is changing all the time, depending on the time of the year and the weather, time of the day. And after noticing the quality of the light, for a couple of seconds. Please triangulate. So for those of you who are new, triangulation means to become aware of three inanimate objects in the space around you. And then noticing the distance between each object and you and then feeling that distance. So let's imagine that object A is the desk. And the desk is about six feet to you. So you'd notice the distance of six feet to you and then feel the distance between the desk and you. And you do the same thing for objects B and C. And you'll notice that as you do this, your sense of where you are in space will become more precise, more clear, more focused. And whenever you have finished triangulating, blinking your eyes closed and bringing your attention to your heart space in the center of your chest, in your nipple line. Mm -hmm. We're going to take a deep breath together now. Inhaling, holding your breath for a count of five, and then exhaling all the air out of your lungs, the speed and intensity you prefer, and then holding out your exhaled breath for a count of six. Notice if your count changes for the different holds. 
Notice if one is harder to do than the other. Just notice. And whenever you've completed that one single long deep breath, please breathe normally, keeping your attention in that heart space. And we are waiting. And what we are waiting for is for the mastermind to coalesce and become coherent. In order for it to have the most momentum, the most efficiency, so that it can not only move up in its frequency resonance, but also help each of you as individual participants to release more of your distortion because of the momentum of all of us together. So whilst we're waiting for that to happen, please note that I'm working on you at the group and the subgroup level, that I do sometimes work in silence, and that's typically when we're working with really high frequencies, that I do make sound, so you may hear me yawn, hum, or exhale sharply. And if I say something that resonates with you, it's likely a distortion pattern that you run. And if I say something that you really resist, it's also likely a distortion pattern that you run. So I invite you to remain open, to be curious, to examine further. Mm-hmm. Good. So now that the mastermind has coalesced, keeping your attention in the heart space, asking yourself the question, how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And that question again is, how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And as you ask yourself that question, please imagine, sense, feel, or become aware of the space at the very center of your body. And as you become aware of this surprisingly vast space, imagining a brilliance that grows brighter because you have your attention on it, that comes from deep within your core, And as this brilliance intensifies, it expands outwards through all of your cells, out through your organs, through your bone structure, expanding even further out 
through your fascia and your muscles, through your flesh, and out through the pores of your skin into the space between your physical body and the outer perimeter of your spirit body, which is a sphere at arm's length all around you. Mm -hmm. Please become aware of the brilliance within the sphere. And now, please become aware of the space all around the sphere. And as you become aware of this infinite space, I'm pulling your frequency resonance up, or vibrational level up, irrespective of where it began. And as many of you know, the higher your frequency resonance, the more opportunity, abundance, the better your experience of life, what it looks like. Everything is determined by how high your frequency resonance is. So this is one of the most important things we do together. Bringing your attention now, please, to your heart space. And right into the pineal gland, which is a little sphere right in the center of your brain. So if you imagine something about the size of a marble, right in the size, right in the middle of your brain, is what I meant to say. Okay, the first distortion we're going to release is our addiction to our minds. So we're very consumed by our thoughts, even if we don't want to be. We prefer not to have as many of them. We often prefer for them to be less loud. But we get very addicted to our thoughts, having them and believing them. So we're releasing this first layer having to do with the addiction to the mind. There is a subgroup here where you're so addicted to the mind that you're very afraid of stillness. It's hard for you to be still because then there's nothing to do, nothing to distract you.
Yeah. And in that fear of stillness, there's an addiction to having the mind engaged always. Okay. Generally by looking at something. So whether it's your phones or other media devices, doesn't really matter. Imagining, softening, dissolving, melting into or dropping into space. Deep into the heart. Very good. Yeah, bring your attention now from underneath your throat all the way in a straight line to, under, to your um, heart space, excuse me. So that's from underneath your chin all the way down the front center part of the body to the heart. In addition to your lower belly, whatever that means to you, So this has to do with the dominance of the mind, okay, and how it can pull us out of the present moment, because it has all these thoughts and emotions and what ifs and should it be this way and what are they thinking and how do I compare to them, etc. Okay, it takes you out of the present moment. You're up in your head. So let's release that. Yep, imagining, sensing, feeling, or becoming aware of that brilliance once again coming from deep within and radiating out in all directions. Good. Bringing your attention now, please, right into the center of the solar plexus, 
between your belly button and your sternum, which is that big thick bone in the center of your chest where your ribs meet in front of your body. So finding the midpoint between the belly button and the base of the sternum. Bring your attention here. Pulling you further into the zero point, space and time. So that you can be more stable and centered in the middle of the present moment of linear time without expectation. Good. Bringing your attention to your xiphoid process right beneath your sternum. And about three inches or seven centimeters directly beneath it in a straight line down towards the belly button. Clearing out your pain body. Because your pain body has a memory of you before the frequency work was done. It makes it harder for you to integrate the higher resonating version of you. It just takes a couple of seconds. Good. This brings us to the end of this group frequency calibration. I look forward to working with you on the next GFC. If the topic of this GFC resonates with you, it's very likely that more work than can be provided in this one GFC is needed to clear or loosen deeply held distortion patterns in areas that are sticky. Because these patterns are like layers of an onion, usually there are multiple layers to individual topics. Depending on how much of a challenge this topic is for you, it may make sense for you to go deeper than what this one session allows. If you feel this is the case for you, please visit sphericalluminosity.com for more targeted support. If you'd like an opportunity to ask me questions in real time, then subscribe to the Spherical Luminosity YouTube channel and click the reminder bell to be notified when I'm about to go on live. For the latest news about upcoming events and to be notified when sessions with me are released, subscribe to our newsletter. Join us and let's rise together.